They keep asking who I am, I just tell them I'm a Christian Occupation, a description, I just tell them I'm a Christian Nationality, ethnicity, I tell them I'm a Christian Keep the hyphens in division, I just tell them I'm a Christian Christian, Christian, Christian. Welcome to the Savage Truth Podcast with Pastor Roy Dockery uh, on this special edition the first uh, primary episode that I'm going to do that is actually going to be specifically about music. So I've been doing this podcast for about, oh no, almost six months now. We started back in May, uh, about to drop episode. Uh, this will be episode 19, and I'm going to release this here on Thanksgiving, which is the same time at which I am recording it. Interesting thing about this podcast is I have a single that's coming out tomorrow on November 29th called Intercession, and this will be the first song I have released since I started a podcast. Um, not the first song I've recorded, obviously, because I record music constantly, one of the benefits of having a home studio. And this isn't even a new song. So um, I'm going to kind of debut the song for my podcast listeners first. So they'll be able to check that out on Thanksgiving while you're riding. Um, you know, every in the song is called Intercession, and we all gonna need a little extra prayer on Thanksgiving uh, with these family uh, reu- reuniting um, and the drama that ensues. So Um, I pray that it's beneficial for everybody, but the song itself, Intercession, um, was actually written over a year ago. So I had to, you know, I'm a a digital person, so I I don't actually write down lyrics. I type all of my lyrics because anybody who doesn't know, I have lupus, which causes me to have arthritis in my hands, which makes it difficult for me to write with my hands for a long period of time. So whenever I do music, I either write stuff on my phone or I write it from my computer, um, typically right from my computer or, you know, somewhere where I have a full keyboard because then that way my 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 brain, uh, my hands can keep up with my brain because I can't QWERTY keyboard type fast enough to keep up with the lyrics that pop in my head. Um, so in writing the song Intercession, um, and, I, and I'll get into the, the song a little bit here, the song itself was, um, was something that was just on my heart and on my mind. And this is back in like August or September of last year. Um, the crazy thing about music, how music can remain um, timeless and, and continue to be relevant. Um, when I when I actually listen to the song now, it seems more relevant in today's um, today's current climate with everything we got going on um, with Christian hip hop, with Con- with Kanye West, with the Jesus is King album and the way that that's disrupted um, the Christian music industry. Because when I originally wrote the song uh, like a year ago, um, it was funny. It was, it was after listening to, um, I think Eminem had dropped the Kamikaze album. Um, there was a, a bunch of stuff going around about different Christian rappers, you know, like the, the CHH industry, um, you know, having beef with Lecrae and, and different artists kind of stepping away. I think, you know, like, um, Jay Gibbs and like all of these people, like you have all of these fluctuations, um, Within the sub, I guess I would call it a subgenre. Some people won't even classify it as a genre or just the movement of Christian hip hop. There was a lot of fluidity in it. There was a lot of people who were, um, you know, who at one point were were identifying this as their calling and their ministry. Um, and then they they left kind of the the um, overt kind of Christian message of their music and then transitioned to um, kind of more secular, mainstream, popular music. Um, and then now you see the resurgence in the other direction, right? Where we see people who have historically made mainstream and, and largely secular music. When you look at like the Justin Bieber's and the Kanye West's who are now coming out and either professing Christianity or making very overtly Christian music the way that um, Kanye West did with the last Jesus is King album. And the whole mentality behind intercession was really based on a lot of the people that I know personally, 
right? So I've been doing Christian hip hop for over 18 years. I've had the um, the opportunity and the privilege to to minister with a lot of people, to perform with a lot of people, to tour with a lot of people who really have a strong heart for ministry and who have um, and some who have a great gift for music. And I say those differently because one thing that I've always struggled with, and even people who ask me for advice or who ask me for um, for guidance, is that one thing I think we do poorly. Um, as from when it comes to discipleship as Christians, is that when someone has a gift, we automatically take that gift and we try to conform that gift into an image that the church can utilize or that ministry can utilize, right? So you have somebody who rapped or who had a, you know, who could sing, who could play an instrument, um, people who were public speakers, people who were good at business, people who were leaders and from a secular perspective. And then as soon as those people give their lives to Christ, um, as soon as those people get saved, it's like the, the church automatically looks at the gifts that they were utilizing in the world and say, OK, this is how we can directly apply those to the church. And I think that, you know, I don't think that's always a bad thing, but I also think it's a very human thing to do. Right. So um, that we observe something, we observe a talent and a skill and then we see a way that we can apply it. Um, I'm saying that I think a lot of times we're not spirit led in the way that we try to direct people to utilize their gifts within the context of the body of Christ. Just because someone could write a poem does not mean that someone should write a Christian poem. Just because someone could sing a song does not mean that they're that they're gifted and that their ministry is going to be worshipped. Just because somebody could rap does not mean that they're supposed to be a Christian rapper. And so I think because people genuinely try to give their lives to Christ and then they take the advice of people who are who are trying to form them and who are trying to nurture and disciple them. I do think we have a lot of times where people start applying a gift in ministry that wasn't meant to be their ministry, which means I'm like I'm gifted in problem solving is why I'm an engineer. Right. So that could be applicable to a church that could not be applicable to a church. But that gift does allow me to earn an income that allows me to um, to, to finance ministry that allows me to um, to sponsor and to support a lot of things that 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 help to move the 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 mission of the gospel forward. Right. So that gift allows me to have a career that allows me to earn income that allows me to operate in my calling. Right. Because, you know, that like your, your gifts will you know, your your gifts will open a door for your calling. But that doesn't mean your gifts are your calling. Right. Because the gifts of God come without repentance, which means that people can clearly have gifts that are not ministry oriented because you don't even have to repent or believe or be saved for those gifts to be able to be fruitful or to come to fruition or to manifest something positive because God gave them. Right. God give people God gives people gifts. How you choose to use them within the context of the calling that God put in your life is something that people need to be spiritually led to. But I think we fall into this. We, we fall into this pattern where, like I said, people get saved. They had visible gifts that we could observe. And then we try to figure out how to apply those um, to the mission of the church. We try to figure out how to apply those um, and, and kind of give someone their idea or their identity when it comes to when it comes to ministry. But the, the problem with that becomes if that really isn't someone's calling. So if someone's calling isn't to evangelize through music, but they had a gift of rapping, now you've made them an evangelist in urban missions when that was not their calling, right? And then they're not going to be fulfilled in their calling. And I mean, and to, and to be real, like we put them out of God's will by putting them in positions they weren't supposed to be in because we are not prayerful as the leaders, as the pastors, as the ministers of seeking God's will, not our own observation and not logical conclusions, but seeking God's will 
and where we should apply people and their gifts, right? And what that should come from is come from a, a heartfelt desire to have people get a greater understanding of what their calling is and then help them walk in their calling. But often, you know, especially from a from a church or from an organizational perspective, you want to utilize as many gifts within your congregation or within your organization as possible, right, for the benefit of your organization, because you can develop someone in their calling and their calling could be to leave your church. Their calling could be to leave your city, to leave your state, to leave this country and to go on missions. But if we're always looking at the gifts that people have um, in the manner in which they can apply to our ministry or to our local, um, the local needs or the local church, then sometimes we can be missing the mark and actually taking people out of their calling and just essentially using their gifts. So when I'm writing intercession, like all of this is is in my mind and I'm and I visualize and I, I kind of visualize three people in my mind, right? And so in writing the song, the way that it's constructed, like I'm picturing the person who is gen- who genuinely has a heart for ministry, someone who genuinely feels like their gifts are aligned with their calling and they're supposed to use those gifts to walk out the calling that God put in their life. So God made you able to sing. God made you able to produce. God made you able to, you know, to do videography or to direct or to, to do anything. So regardless of what it is, like God gave you those abilities and God gave you those talents and you want to use those for the fulfilling and for the for the moving of the gospel. So that's what the that's what your ministry is. That's what you're attempting to do with that ministry. And then on the, the second person that I visualize is someone who has a gift, right, who is a Christian, right, who is when I say a Christian, that means a professing believer who um, who have who has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and they are believers of the gospel and they're trying to walk out um, their life and to have their heart and their mind transformed to the likeness of Christ. Like, so you are a Christian, but then they have a gifting, right? So they can, they can sing or they can rap or they can take photos or they can organize or they can fundraise or whatever it may be. And so in the course of them um, kind of progressing and trying to mature through their faith, through the discipleship or through, you know, membership or whatever may happen in their church, they get directed, right? Not led by the spirit, not led by God. They get directed by people that, you know, you should use that gift in the church or you should do this with your gift. So they don't really, um, in my opinion, get to like walk out or really develop their own opinion because they're Christian and because they have a gift. People tell them how they should use that gift for Christ instead of them seeking it themselves. Right. So though that's the, the first two groups of people. And then the third person that's kind of in my mind in the song, um, because, again, intercession, the, the point of the song are the kind of the, the different the different perspectives that I feel we should pray for people, um, especially when it comes to entertainment. The third person is actually the entertainer, right? The entertainer where we don't really know what their personal walk is in life. The only thing we know is the is the fame and the attention um, and the media hype and the reputation and the brand that's been built around them, right? So when you think about um, when you think about like the the M&Ms of the world and, you know, the, the J. Coles and, you know, the, um, the Ariana Grande's, like the Nicki Minaj's, the Cardi B's, like these people who are such large figures because of the way that they've been put on platforms and pedestals um, within the industry, the perspective industries that they're in is that we don't, we often don't even see them as humans, right? We see them. I mean, we see them as idols because they're being presented as idols. They're being branded and marketed as idols. 
But in reality, they're still human beings, right? They're still people made in the image of God. Um, and so we tend to start having kind of a lust and a desire for the things that they have when I don't think anyone really takes into consideration like the things that they want, right? The people who you see played out in public are largely characters. And to a certain degree, they're not even characters that people get to decide what who to play, right? At least from an actor perspective, actors kind of get to pick and choose you know, which role they want to play. I mean, most of them will take any role, you know, just to get the money. But when it comes to being an artist, especially from a music perspective, once your identity, once your brand is kind of cast, you're stuck with it. Right. And it's and it's very difficult to switch that. I mean, we saw that progression with Eminem when Eminem, you know, was the was the the deranged, depressed, the drug addicted, you know, um, you know, angry white kid. It was fine. But then he, you know, he come out with kamikaze and he's political um, and he's and he's anti, you know, white supremacy and clearly speaking up for black rights. People wanted him to shut up and stop talking. So like for him to have growth as an individual, for him to grow intellectually, for him to to take a political position, right? It's difficult. Like you see most artists, most entertainers, most people who we who we elevate and put on these platforms, they don't really get to be individuals. They don't get to have opinions. They don't get to have lives. They don't get to have privacy. So in that regard, I think these are all people that we need to be praying for, right? I think we need to pray for the people who are genuinely trying to put their gifts in the hands of God and that their calling is to use their gift for ministry because those people are not going to be heavily financially supported. Those people may not be understood. Those people will be taken advantage of. Those people will get invited to churches to perform and get asked to travel for free. And then we give away merchandise and you give away CDs and all of this other stuff. Like they need prayer. They need prayer to continue to persevere in the face of people who claim to follow the same God as you, but won't sow into your ministry, but always asking you to sow into theirs. Right. I've attended church services before where I've traveled like halfway across the country or a great distance to get there. And I've contributed to the offering at a church that was not paying me to come perform. And then I gave away free shirts and free CDs. So it's like between my time, my resources, my talent and my gifts, like it was just a pouring out for me. Right. And luckily, I have people around me who support me. I have my wife. You know, I have God. I have Christ um, in my heart. So like they're the they're the, the the refilling that I need. Right. But that's not true for everybody. Everybody doesn't have family. Everybody doesn't have finances. You got people going broke and not paying rent um, and causing marital problems. Right. And, and messing up their credit because they're pouring into a ministry they feel like God put into their heart. And people will take advantage of that. People will take advantage of Christians who do music and other forms of art as entertainment. People will take advantage of that in the church and use you for your entertainment and then not try to help you by blessing your gift or sowing into your gift so you can continue to do it elsewhere. Right. So that's that's a mentality of people that I want to pray for. Like, I really I really want to intercede for them and let people know that God is the truest source, one that. All of your gifts will make a way for you, not just your gifts that can entertain people. So, yes, I have a gift and I can do poetry and I can write. I can sing a little bit as long as I'm in the choir and somebody harmonizing. Anyone who's ever been to a church I attended, I normally sing praise and worship with my wife. But I also have other giftings. I have the ability to lead, to lead. I have the ability to problem solve, which is what gave me a career, which is what allowed me to be successful in my career when I'm faithful to what God placed inside of me. So in that 
I have resources from a career that allow me to do things from a ministry perspective in my calling, but I'm utilizing all of my gifts to exercise my calling and to create opportunities for me to for me to advance the gospel, for me to spread a message and for me to even on occasion be able to entertain in Christian spaces. Right. But that's not, you know, that's, you know, people, oh, man, you got to leave your nine to five. And like sometimes people give you bad advice because those people telling you to leave your nine to five, all of those out there listening who have a desire to go into full time ministry, the people telling you to leave your nine to five aren't the ones that even been buying your CD. They're not the ones buying your merchandise and all the other stuff that puts gas money in your car so you can get from point A to point B. So you have to be prayerful. And a lot of times people want to direct us into things because of the way it benefits them. Like, yeah, people want you to go into full time ministry when they want you to travel around and perform at events that they're having when they know they can't pay you a living wage to take care of your family or even if you're single to take care of yourself. So we have to be mindful and not allow people to direct our course, but allow God to direct our course. And also remember, all of our gifts are for the glory of God, not just those that can entertain people. Right. Whether Christian or non-Christian. Right. Like all of my gifts are are the totality of who God made me. And when I, all of my gifts combine, whether it's speaking like I'm doing right now, whether it's rapping like you'll hear in a minute, whether it's poetry, whether it's business, whether it's problem solving, whether it's a technical aptitude, whatever it is, all of those combined together. Right. Allow me to be Pastor Roy. Pastor Roy is not just a preacher. Pastor Roy is not just a rapper. Pastor Roy is not just an executive. Pastor Roy is not just an activist. Pastor Roy is all of those things combined. And when all of those gifts, when all of those gifts come together, that's when I can truly walk into my calling and, and, and be able to move in the way that God allows me to move without having to depend on anybody but God. Right. That's because I use all of my gifts to the glory of God, not just those that other people choose to sow into, not just those other people find entertaining and allows me to move um, with freedom and allows me to be led by the spirit and not to be constrained um, by other people's um, desires or other people's resources or other people's vision for that matter. Right. So that's the, that's the one group. So that's that first group of people. Like you, you genuinely have a ministry and you know, and so this song, when you listen to that first part of the verse, God gave you a vision and you hungry for it. God bless you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're in this race and that's what you want to do. And then my, like my second set of prayers is for, is for kind of like the next group, the next dynamic. And to me, that next group are the people who were kind of pushed to say, use your gift for this, right? You rap, so rap in the church. You do poetry, so do poetry for the church. And then you see no fruit from it. You're not seeing fruit from a ministry perspective. You're not seeing fruit from a tangible perspective. You don't really see your ministry impacting people the way you want to, right? You don't feel the same. Like your music doesn't feel genuine. Your art doesn't feel creative. You feel stifled. You feel restricted, and then what a lot of people start doing is don't put me in the box. I'm going to get out the box. I don't want to be a Christian rapper anymore. I'm going to be a rapper who's Christian. And I'm just using the, the CHH um, Christian rapper kind of thing because it's very popular. You know, the whole polarizing thing with Lecrae and a lot of other figures. So I'm going to use that as an example, but I'm not just talking about rap. I'm talking about any gift that you have, right, that you choose to use one way or another. So from that perspective, like I genuinely want to want to pray for people, you know what I mean? And I think we should intercede for people who are struggling with that decision, who are struggling with the reality of I have gifts and I have a calling. How do I use my gifts for my calling? Right. Like if you have if you have a gift and you can make beats, 
right? Does that mean that you you make beats and you only make beats for Christians? Or does that mean you make beats and you generate money and then you fund Christian activities and events, right? Like we all have like most, I mean, 99% of the people who are listening to this have jobs, which means we use our gifts at work and those gifts generate resources and those resources are for God's glory, so sometimes it needs to be a conversation of, you know, is the, it, you know, is the gift directly tied to the calling or is a gift a means to open up a door or to create opportunity or to create resources for the calling that is also on my life? Right. So perfect example. I have some some friends of mine um, that, you know, that, that that have Christian hip hop artists who also started going out and doing school assemblies. Right. So they get to go out and do school assemblies, but in a public school assembly and even in most private school assemblies, you can't do what they call open air preaching in a public school. It's against the law. Right. You can't can't preach a religion in public school, not, you know, under the direction of the administration of the school. And so when they first kind of thought about this, this avenue to go down to doing doing school assemblies, I could see they really had a struggle with, you know, is this still in line with my calling? And I'm like, you know, if your calling is to reach youth, like what better place for you to reach youth than in the school? Because at the end of the day, if your gift is what's having a gift of rap or any kind of entertainment gift, it just makes people look at you. That's what happens, right? I don't care who you are or what you, how you want to put it into perspective. When you have a gift that other people don't have, it makes people look at you, right? The, the purpose of music was to create worship. So when you make music, people have a tendency to worship you. See the way that they worship celebrities. When you entertain people, when you engage people mentally, uh, when it, whether it's humor or drama or whatever, they, it, you, people have a tendency to worship you. But what I always tell people, the, the reality of it is, the real question is, when people worship you, what do you point them to? Right. Because you can absorb you can self-absorb all of that worship and become an idol of yourself and people can become an idol of you. Or when people look at you because of what you create or what you're capable of, you can point them to God. So I said, regardless, if you feel like you've been making music that can relate to kids and they were, they didn't, you know, they still do nerdcore kind of music. My man Cut Right released an album called Shazam. Y'all should go check it out. Um, I know um, Ike Hill released a song called TMNT, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? They're, they're very um, creative, like comic book, you know, nerdcore Christian rappers, which is a great appeal to young people, right? And they can reach more young people in a school than they would ever reach in a church. They get to see thousands and thousands of kids a week. And who's doing that in Christian hip hop? Nobody. Nobody is doing that in Christian hip hop. Most Christian hip hop concerts are full of adults who love hip hop and got saved. Right. I've been to hundreds of them. Right. It's normally adults. It's not it's not even really, you know, they do youth explosions on occasion. And half the time the youth don't show up. <clears throat> I also don't know why we're always exploding the youth and setting youth on fire. We should just engage the youth. Stop naming all your events, youth explosions and youth fire nights. And it's, it seems like it's a lot of pyrotechnics around young people for some reason. But at the end of the day, like. That's the that's the issue. Like, you know, they have a gift like that gift can put them in front of, you know, in front of, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of kids on a yearly basis. But they had to take Christ out of that song. They had to take Christ out of the music and then make sure people could see Christ in their life, make sure people could see Christ in the example that they live, whether it's on social media, whether it's in person, the way that they show love and the way that they interact. 
right? And they got that confirmation in the first event that they did when after they got done, the, the teachers and administration were like, oh, you guys must be Christian, right? Because the metaphors, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you Christian, people gonna hear Christ and what you say. If you Christian, people gonna see Christ in your art. If you're Christian, people gonna see Christ in your life, in your work ethic, in the way that you, the way that you do anything. It should be apparent to people. Right. So like that's that other group of people like stop being afraid to use, you know, your gifts can be something that opens up doors to to where it's visibility to your life. And then when people look at your life, when people look at the example that you lead, the light that you are, the salt that you are, you can point them to Jesus. Right. Whether that's professional success, whether that's being an entertainer, whether that's being a rapper, whatever the case may be, I'm going to stand on the opinion that I think you can be an entertainer who's Christian. That's not entertaining specifically for the purpose of spreading the gospel in Christ. I think it's two different things. It's just like you can be a lawyer who's not a Christian lawyer. It's like, yes, art is specific. Yes, music is specific. I'm not saying that you can be out here claiming that you're a Christian and making songs about fornication, smoking weed, this, that, and the third. Because at the end of the day, like I just said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if your heart is being transformed, if your heart is being renewed, if your mind is being transformed, then what I hear through your music can be creative, it can be witty, it could be funny, it could be humorous, but it should never be something that's offensive to my spirit. It should never be something that grieves my spirit as a Christian because the, the spirit, you know, the spirit can hear and can sense and can see things of the spirit. So if you're coming from a dark place, if you're coming from an evil place, then yeah, we, you, people gonna hear it. But if you're coming from a place of light, if you're coming from a place of love and you just want to say it in a creative way and use your gift to express that. And if that expression of your gift gets attention directed towards you that you can then direct towards Christ, then so be it. Right. So and then and then on the on the far side, on, in that third category that I talked about, just the entertainers, like we really need to stop trying to live our lives through the reality TV lens of something else that was that something that's being produced for mass consumption, right? We need to stop rappers. Stop trying to look like rappers, right? Like y'all follow, first of all, all of you are late, right? Because you only mock and follow trends after they've already been out. So can you please start a trend and ride your own out instead of mimicking what everybody else does? It's very apparent that you're just following the trends of the world because it's like if that's what we idolize so if hip-hop looks like this then we do hip-hop like if hip-hop looks like colored dreadlocks we're all coloring our dreadlocks if hip-hop looks like skinny jeans and and supreme shirts then this is what we rocking if hip-hop looks like these jordans and this kind of gold chain then this is what we rocking but i'm like you know but at the end of the day like what are we what are you trying to reflect like are you trying to be hip-hop like if you're trying to be hip-hop just go be hip-hop like <laughs> i don't that's the difficulty for me because what are you being led by if you're being led by a trend and I don't feel you being I feel you're not taking the opportunity to be led by the spirit right because there are people out there who have very unique styles no big deal has a very unique style belief had a very unique style Ruslan has a very unique style the style of dress a style of music um style of and then like they they all have kind of platforms where they've been elevated as being individuals instead of just cookie cutter versions of what everybody else is doing Right. Because there's only so many of those that you can push through um, that you can push through a cycle. Right. Like you got to you got to be confident enough to build a brand and not just look at people who were successful and then try to mimic that. Right. We can't just look at Lecrae. We can't look at Bizzle. We can't look at Seven. Um, 
and you know, and the Andy Minios and the Derek Miners and the Cannons and the KBs and whoever else, like all the people that we look to as an example for what we uh, what we're trying to follow and what we're trying to accomplish and just walk that out. Like, no, like, first of all, we need to pray for them because they're under attack, especially if they're Christian and promoting Christ. Secondly, if they have everything in the world and they don't have Christ, that means they gain the whole world, but they will lose their soul. So we should pray for them in that perspective. And we need to pray for ourselves not to be jealous right? And envious and covetous of the things that they have, right? You see the Maserati, you see the Bentley, you see the change, you see the vacations, you see whatever, you see the plastic surgeries, you see all of this other stuff. And even though you tend to, you know, we tend to curl our nose up at it. I don't think we curl our nose up at it that much because I just see us mimicking it. Even when we mimic it to try to be funny, like, oh, I'm gonna put a Bentley in my video and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. Or like, I'm gonna wear these gold chains and like, I'm gonna wear these fake diamonds. Who are the fake diamonds for, by the way? I'm gonna just put that out there. I don't know. Who are the fake diamonds for? When you got fake diamonds in your glasses, fake diamonds in your necklace, fake diamonds in your wristwatch, I feel like you need to repent because you're lying on multiple, multiple fronts. First of all, you're wearing something that tries to reflect a financial, a financial asset that you don't have and that you can't afford. So if you can't afford a, can't afford a watch filled with diamonds, why are you wearing a fake watch filled with diamonds? Like everybody knows they're fake. You know what I mean? But again, it's like, what are we trying to project? Like we're trying to project success based on worldly standards. So that comes to our clothes. It comes to our jewelry. It comes to our cars and whatever else. And it's like, if that's the standard that we're really trying to be measured by, if that's the standard that we really want to reflect, then are we following Christ or are we following the world? You know what I mean? Like when, when, when Satan stood on, when, when, when Satan tempted Jesus and said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all the things in this world. I will give you everything that you can see. Right. Like that's, that's where we get hung up on. Like we see the world. We especially now with social media and everything else, we see the world, we see people's homes, we see their cars, we see their lifestyles, we see their vacations. And like that, the whole time that like Satan is still just sitting there saying, well, bow down and worship me and I'll give it to you. And I think we fall for it. I don't think we know we fall for it. But if you're wanting what everyone else has, right, not what God has set aside for you, not what God has confirmed for you. And if you saw it on somebody else's timeline and then you named it and claimed it, that ain't what God had for you. Like God will give you what is yours, right? Not what someone else has. You got people out there praying for somebody else's wife or somebody else's spouse like that is not of God. That is not <laughs> right. I need to cut it out. But at the end of the day, the reality is, is what we need to be doing more of is praying, Right. We need to be praying more for each other. We need to be praying for those even who have things that we want. Right. Because you don't know what they're going through. Like, you know, you're looking at somebody and you're and you're you're lusting over and you're coveting their possessions and their spouse can be dying for cancer and their their marriage is falling apart and they're struggling with addiction and they're about to file bankruptcy because the brand that they built around them is crumbling. And, you know, and, and now they're in financial distress. Right. And so in the same thing, and like, so for all of the, all my people out there who are in that group one, who are genuinely doing ministry, who are genuinely um, showing love and using the gifts to, to entertain Christians, to, um, to bring Christ through entertainment to people who don't know the gospel um, or who don't often get approached by the church, continue to do it, but be prayerful. Be prayerful, Inter intercede for the people that you do ministry with, intercede and pray for the churches um, that, that don't really support the ministry, but always want the entertainment, right? Pray for um, the organizations that do outreach, but then really don't have the, don't have the wherewithal or even have the, the ability to take in, right? I, the one thing I, I always couldn't stand was going to an event 
and performing an outreach, right? And doing outreach with where there's gangbangers and drug dealers and all of this other stuff, knowing good and well, the people that I'm doing outreach to wouldn't even be accepted at the church that I was at. So then you intercede on behalf of those people, right? Pray for the people that you think are Christian, but, you know, but out here doing secular things, you don't know what they're doing unless you know them personally. Unless you know these people personally, I'm going to tell you to close your mouth, stop making judgments. And if you go open your mouth, open your mouth in prayer, intercede for them. If you think they've fallen away from the faith, then you should be praying, right? If you think they're misusing the resources that God gave them, then you should be praying. If you think they're not using the platform that God put them on for the glory of Christ, then you should be praying. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't just be hating, right? We just get to sit back and hate like all the time, like, like we're not interceding. So if you if you got enough, you know, uh, what, what I, I forgot one time I, had, I made a made a I made a Facebook post or I think this was before stories. But I said, you know, gossip is essentially talking about someone that you talking about somebody more than you pray for. Them. Right. Like to me, that's gossip. So like if we're we everybody out here talking about Kanye, everybody out here talking about the president, everybody out here talking about these entertainers, everybody out here talking about these pastors and we calling them false teachers. Everybody's just we're always just back and forth on something. But like the, the amount of time that we spend with our fingers scrolling across timelines and typing messages and watching YouTube videos and consuming conspiracy theories. Right. And listening to even listening to podcasts, those who are listening to me right now right? Go pray about something. Like go intercede on somebody's behalf. Like if you genuinely have a passion for something, like I genuinely have a passion for social justice and racial reconciliation, right? That, that I have a passion for that. So no, I'm not passionate about everything. I'm not passionate about hip hop. I'm not, you know, I'm not passionate about culture. I'm not passionate about trends. I couldn't tell you who the top 10 rappers was right now. I just saw a, a picture of Lizzo and didn't know who she was. I saw a news article that Post Malone won the best rap album of the year. I've never heard any of his music because I don't care about hip hop like that. It's not something that I follow. I follow Jesus. That's about it. I don't follow business. I don't really follow politics. I read the news. So there's information that I'm aware of. Um, there are certain people in that are activists and things that I follow. So I see some of their information. But what I'm passionate about is what I follow, is what I engage in and what I'm, you know, and, and, and what I what I sink my teeth into. Right. So like when you find that passion, when you find like stop being, you know, tossed to and fro by every wind of new doctrine, like that's the danger of so much information being available right now that we don't actually focus on what our calling is. Right. I saw somebody post the other day. What if it was my calling to join the Illuminati so I could bring Christ to the people like really, dude? then go join the Illuminati. Like, that's how I feel about it. Then, then go do that. Like, stop talking about it. Stop pulling up random YouTube videos and clips because you think you can un... You think you bright enough to, to unleash the secrets that God said he will keep hidden until the end times and he really he reveals all lawlessness. But go ahead. Keep going down that path because um, you think you can outsmart God. But it's like, what are you... What can you tangibly do something about? Right. What has God placed on your heart? What grieves your spirit? Not what makes you jealous, not what makes you envious, not what makes you mad, not what makes you frustrated, not what makes you anxious. But what grieves your spirit when you see it through the heart and through the mind that God gave you, not through your brokenness, not through your poverty, not through your sickness, not through your struggle, not through your depression, not through your addictions. Like when you get beneath all the junk and the trash that's piled up on top of us over time. <clears throat> when you get down to the bottom of it, what's down there? 
What is God directing you? What is how is your what is your calling? What is God specifically asking you to do as a member of the body of Christ? What is your purpose? And that's what we should be interceding on. That's what we should be interceding about. That's how we should be praying. We should be praying based on what we feel we should be doing. We're always, you know, and and then when we're not praying about God, show me, give me more clarity. God, correct me, convict me, direct me. It should be God help them. Right. It should be God show them. God, you know, go after them, save them. So we should be doing. So with this song intercession, man, that's going to be that's the special for today. Like I want everybody to listen to it. I want everybody to hear the differences in those three stories that I put out there, man. Like the, you know, the chorus is simple, you know, the chorus is just intercession. Um, and one of my favorite lines that I'll, that I'll end this with is that um, I have a line at the end of, I believe it's the end of uh, the first verse. And I say, I am not an entertainer. I disciple the mic and use this music as a method to bring darkness some light. So it's, are you trying to bring the light? Or are you caught up in that darkness? If the money talk, would it show us where your heart is, treasure in this world, or rewards up in heaven? It's the pastor with a message. I'll just call it intercession. Thanks for joining us for the first Behind the Music Savage Truth podcast with Pastor Roy Dockery. I introduce you to the new single, For Your Ears First and Only, Intercession. God bless y'all. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Don't go spend all your money on Black Friday. Um, you don't need that stuff. You didn't need it today. You don't need it tomorrow. So, and I, you know, wait for Cyber Monday anyway. I don't want none of y'all going to jail scuffling at these stores. So, God bless y'all. We out. We got all this stuff going on, man. All these people dying, taking their life, committing suicide. <laughs> and we still hungry for the light. Not understanding all this darkness. Guess you gotta ask yourself where your heart is. Are you trying to bring the light or are you caught up in that darkness? If the money talk, would it show us where your heart is? Treasure in this world or rewards up in heaven? It's the pastor with a message, I'll just call it intercession. Have you ever had a vision? It's so real that you can taste it, but to manifest it, God said you must have patience. So you waiting for your dreams start chasing all these things. Our hearts desire to be famous. See your name upon the screen. It takes the place of true belief because you treasure the affections of a world that's so conceited that it mocks the Lord of heaven. So you stressing for materials, lose focus on the spiritual, desire fades and now you change the message in the stereo, I'm a rapper who's Christian or a Christian that's rapping, are you influenced by the gospel or the music that's trapping, simple question that takes reflection, let's get back to the matter, are your gifts made for your glory or the fat in your platter, and does glory come from the dollars or the lives you encounter, and plant a seed with a message cause the gospel has power, I am not an entertainer, I disciple these mics and use this music as a method to bring darkness some light, are you trying to bring the light or are you caught up in that darkness if the money talk would it show us where your heart is treasure in this world or rewards up in heaven it's the pastor with a message i'll just call it intercession are you trying to bring the light or are you caught up in that darkness if the money talk would it show us where your heart is treasure in this world or rewards up in heaven it's the pastor with a message i'll just call it intercession 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 i'll call it intercession 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 i'll call it intercession 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 I'll call it intercession. It's the past.
pastor with a message, I'll just call it intercession. I say your prayer for entertainers cause they playing the role. Identity built on commercials and the stories you've told. But in reality, you struggle with the worth of your soul cause nobody ever wonders how celebrities stole. Your privacy and your opinions while you're challenged the most. That platform didn't raise you, it exalted your ghost. Imaginations mixed with industry created the goat. But now you can't escape the monster that created the gold. And now you stuck like Scrooge McDuck in the tale that unfolds. Cause all the glory turned to wealth, all the millions imposed. Such a burden because you trapped beneath the mountain of foes. And you ain't prayed for help since the days you were broke. So you seeking hope in the bottle, the pills, wine, and liquor give you a sense of peace. You still can't find the trigger that offers any release. Depression's tight gripper, so I pray for your relief. Just let his light hit you. Are you trying to bring the light, or are you caught up in that darkness? If the money talk, would it show us where your heart is? Treasure in this world, or rewards up in heaven? It's the pastor with a message, I'll just call it intercession. Are you trying to bring the light, or are you caught up in that darkness? If the money talk, would it show us where your heart is? Treasure in this world or rewards up in heaven It's the pastor with a message I'll just call it intercession Intercession, intercession I'll call it intercession Intercession, intercession I'll call it intercession Intercession, intercession I'll call it intercession It's the pastor with a message I'll just call it intercession